0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hometown Heroes Podcast with your host Thomas Fallon. Today we have DJ, entrepreneur, and father. Mick Batiski, thanks so much for coming on the show today.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for pronouncing my last name right. Nobody ever gets that right. So I love this interview already.
0: I practiced it so I could I could get it down.
1: I, that's amazing. That makes you feel like a, you're more professional than I am. I'd never have done that. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: So, you know, talk about, you know, growing up in Youngstown, you know, what that meant and your early passion and love for music.
1: Sure. Um, you know, growing up in Youngstown was interesting because, you know, just growing up in that region in general, music, musically, you know, I was inspired by a lot. Like, I mean, growing up loving hip hop specifically, because it was the Midwest, like you got, um, you didn't, you weren't subscribed to one, one coast and hip-hop at that time was very regional and so like New York people only listened to New York stuff and LA people only listened to LA stuff but being in Ohio we got we cared we didn't we weren't biased so you could listen to Dre and Snoop and you could listen to Biggie and, and Nas and Wu-Tang and you could listen to like Outkast and you could listen and it was and then obviously then Cleveland, and you could listen to all the stuff from Chicago and Detroit and then Cleveland came out with their own sound and it, but it all it all kind of like was a, a melting pot of, of everything mixed into one and it was really cool to just get all the different music without the biases
0: mm-hmm. so what was that point in your career where you know you knew you wanted to become a dj i know you attended john carroll and you know you planned yeah. out a marketing degree and stuff like that so talk about that
1: sure i mean i always knew i wanted to dj i didn't know i was gonna like grow up and like become a dj as like my job um I didn't know that until like I was way after, way after college. But I remember when I went to John Carroll on the college tour, seeing the radio station and, and looking through the little window and seeing the little glass window and thinking I want to do that. That that wasn't like DJing, performing per se, it was like college radio. But you know, at the time, college radio, you know, this is it, the internet was just invented. There were and there was no like blogs. And there were no like places that where you could leak music or get music. So college radio was really what a really good Spotify playlist is now, as far as like determining what's new, you know? And so it was very exciting to like, you know, so I got, I chose my school based on the fact that I wanted to do a radio show there. Plus it was a good school and, you know, and I was lucky to get in, but you know, that kind of ran parallel with getting a marketing degree. And then my DJ career started taking off. I used all of that to put myself back in school, get a master's, get an MBA in marketing and, um and then I finished that, and then at that point I had to make a decision: like, do I want to just like go straight corporate America, or do I want to keep doing my little version of this? And I went this way.
0: Mm-hmm. So you talk about how, in a recent interview, people are scared to get up and chase, you know, their dreams. So you know, what was that call for you, you know, to become a DJ? I know you just talked about it briefly, but you know, what was that call for you?
1: I mean, I just love music. Man, there wasn't really one call you know, per se, I, uh, I grew up playing piano and playing drums. And so like when I discovered, um, hippo, I discovered hip hop, like at the same time I was discovering those, but when I started to realize those musical skills would allow me to easily become a DJ, cause it's, it's like the same skills, like you need, if you play drums, you could probably mix records. And if you play, um, like piano, you could probably like scratch and do all sorts of things with your hands. Cause it's, it's a similar, uh, it's a similar you know dexterity it's a skill similar skill set just applied in a different way i don't know if you know mozart would agree with that but like i could tell you that it works you know and and so for me just it just naturally developed and um it was just always a thing that i thought would be part of my life just like music in general whether it was like listening to music playing music or djing is kind of both right you're kind of playing music and listening to music at the same time so um then it just it just gradually rose in prominence of priorities to me you know because it was became even more fulfilling creatively and it became more fulfilling economically to the point that I could sustain an existence doing it
0: right talk about your experience being the DJ of the Cleveland Cavaliers
1: oh I mean that was a fun era man like I did that for five years maybe I um, yeah, I think like 03, 04, I started when LeBron got drafted, I wrote them a, I made them a PowerPoint, like I wish I, I wish I still had it, like a Microsoft PowerPoint of why they need a DJ at their games, and um, said, it said like the Cavs, like CMO, and uh, I forget, I forget, I don't even, I don't remember her name, but um, somehow I got through to somebody, and you know, it, was, it worked. And I was, but I was also really relevant in the, in the scene at that time too. I was doing all the clubs and I was on the radio every night at nine o'clock on a commercial radio station. So it wasn't just like some college nerd guy setting on a pitch deck. You know, it was, I had both sides of the fence and um, combined those that got me that job. And that was one of the reasons I was able to propel myself from Cleveland to New York with some of the relationships I made through that era.
0: There's a quote that I got from you. It says, I can go into a room with a bunch of business people and somehow convince them that what I do is beneficial for their brand. It's been very easy for me to wear both hats. So, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, that PowerPoint, you know, talk about, you know, what, you know, what that quote means to you.
1: Um, I mean, it's just a duality. Like, I like never, I always was the most, Creative cultural guy on the business side, and I'm probably the most like nerdy businessy guy on the cultural side, the creativity side. So I just live at that point in between, and it, it works for me. You know, I'm really, I'm really lucky in that regard. Now, where that sucks, it sometimes is like you have to like to be able to live convincingly in the middle. You kind of have to give up a little bit on the fringes. So. You know, has some of my business acumen suffered because I wanted to be true to myself creatively? Yeah. Has some of my creative talents suffered and have I not become as good artistically as I could because I had to apply some of that energy to the business side as well? Yeah. You know, so I could probably be a much better DJ if I didn't care about making money. And I could maybe have probably made a lot more money if I didn't care about the art, but I care about both, you know, so like I live in that gray area and every, you know, but it's a great, it's a great area to
0: live in you know, making that jump from, you know, Cleveland to, you know, Brooklyn, New York, talk about how much, you know, fear that brought and, you know, how, you know, you wanted to go about doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wanted to do it since I was like way younger. I did it at 30. I made that jump at 30, which is, you know, how old are you?
0: I'm 16.
1: Okay. Yeah. So like double your life. Right. So think, think about that. Like it's, it seemed at the time it seemed really early in life to make that ballsy of a move, right? Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't. Like I was a like, can I cuss? But I was like a fucking grown adult, you know? Like I was just like, I wasn't like a kid. Like In my mind, I was a kid because the world was different. This was like 12, 13 years ago. Like, you know, the the world has grown up a lot with social media, with everything else. It's like, everybody gets access to everything at the exact same time right now. So like, you know, the 12 year olds getting the same information, Music, movies. I'm a sixty-year-old. It's not like, you know, where stuff is like parsed out like generationally. Where like if you were eight to twelve, this is what you did. If you were twelve to sixteen, this is what you did. But if you're sixteen to twenty, this is what you did. think like it was now. Everything, like, you know, young kids are into old people stuff. Old people are much much younger. Like everything is a much more of a melting pot, right? So for me, when I was thirty, I was still like it's in my mind like twenty-two. Right, but I wasn't, you know, and, and so it's it's mind blowing to me that like I did that at such an old age because I think the the better thing for most people most people who make those sort of those big jumps they do it early, you know, by 30 a lot of people are like they're starting families they're doing things they're kind of set into what their path is going to be and for me I wasn't so I I made that move you know but it's it is funny in hindsight when I look at that I did that so late life but then again now i'm 43 and i still feel like i'm 25 so i don't know it's kind of the same mm-hmm.
0: you know has there ever been a point where you know you play this song or this type of music and you get a bad response about it
1: yeah like you know i every dj plays the wrong song sometimes mm-hmm. you know i sometimes play the wrong song intentionally just like you know if somebody pisses me off and i just want to like you know piss them off you know i'll play the wrong song just to like because i know they won't like it but I think there's a psychology to playing music the right way, right? And, you know, there's two ways to look at that. You could play, you know, sometimes you play the wrong song just because you play the wrong song. Like, it could be a song that you just love and think it's amazing and and you play it and it just doesn't resonate. That's happened to me a few times. It happens to everybody. But, you know, as a DJ, you're not just supposed to play the songs that you know everybody is going to, like, they know. You have to at least throw some other stuff in there to make it, personalized right or else you sound like everybody else like at any given time if you walk into any club in the world there's going to be like the same 10 rap songs that are current that they're going to play at like one o'clock in the morning and everybody's going to know them right, right. so what makes me different than you and the other guy and the other guy and the other guy and what makes them different than me is what are the other songs you're going to surround those 10 songs with to make them sound different or make them sound unique to you like, am I gonna play the sample from one of those songs before it? Or if I'm playing like a Drake song, am I gonna play like two or three other Drake songs around it that kind of sonically sound like that? Like, how am I gonna do that to make it sound different? Because we're all gonna play those same 10 songs. If you don't, you probably don't know what you're doing, right? But yeah. so when I know we're all gonna play those same 10 songs. So for me, it's just like, how can I creatively express those differently? And I also think to your point, and I don't know if this is going a little too deep, but like musically, What a lot of people don't realize, and you can if you think about this when you go to any concert, or I guess we're in a pandemic, so you just like watch a concert or whatever. Like when you see people perform, right? They don't just do their biggest hits all in a row. Because if you went to like I don't know any 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 genre, I mean this goes back to the beginning of time, dude. This could be like classical music and like the eighteen hundreds. Like you can't just do your ten biggest records in a row or five biggest smashes in a row because, you know, it's cool if it's the Grammys when that's all people are doing, because that's what you expect. But even that, you have to build in ebbs and flows or else what happens is you get, you know, flat, you flatline and, 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 and things don't resonate. So if you went to, uh, to uh, Cedar Point and you went on a roller coaster and you went up the hill, right? And then you went like super high. You were just like the highest roller coaster I've ever been. You're like geeked, I can't believe I'm this high. And you just stayed up here for like 10 minutes. Like, you, I mean, part of you for the first two minutes would be like, holy shit, this is really high. This is awesome. Like, this is great, blah, blah, blah. But then eventually you're just going to be like, that's, I'm just, it's, what's, okay, it's great. We're still high. We're still high. And then after 10 minutes, then you go down the hill and then you're done. Like, that'd be fun once and it would kind of suck, right? But like, and that's what some, that's what like, why, you know, if you see a band who does that or a DJ does that, you're, you're losing the whole emotional aspect of what it is that you're doing. You know, and it's something we all screw up when we start. You know, you just you don't know you just want to play this stuff you gotta go this and then down the hill up the hill and then down the hill and then maybe you don't need to go all like you know but it can be like this like this like this maybe one time you go down here because you've got your mega hit and you're gonna come back it's like a it's like a graph because the highs are going to seem it's, it's really like life right like if you had nothing but good days like that would actually kind of suck because you wouldn't even realize all your good days are good days it would just be right. like days you need to have, like, I just like took that COVID vaccine yesterday morning. I was a wreck. I was out for like 18 hours. Like I couldn't even move and I'm feel great today. Actually, I don't feel great today. I feel like just okay today. I'll feel, I'll feel great tomorrow, but I always feel great. And getting that was like mind blowing to me because it just made me like realize how great I actually normally feel like tomorrow I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to be like, wow, you know, and the grass is going to smell greener and the sun's going to feel better because I had like that dip it's the same thing with music and it's honestly dude it's the same thing like with with life you know i tell my kid this every day like it's it's the same the same reason you could be a good dj is the same reason you could try to be good at life it's just life is just all about peaks and valleys and, and and enjoying both right did i get really deep on there for you
0: yeah i I appreciated that you know i feel like there's a certain level that i kind of understand too is where a personal preference and the trends of today you know what i'm saying like like what you like and what other people like may not be the same and not everyone's going to like the same songs. You know, that's what my kind of.
1: That's fine.
0: Right. Switching gears a little bit to your entrepreneurship, you know, side, you know, what would you say, would you say that being a DJ helped you to become a successful entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I've self-managed my DJ career since I was in the dorm room, you know? So like, I've always known how to build my brand and build a business around my brand and then build other things around that. And, you know, a lot of them fail, but some of them don't, right. You just figure it out and course, correct. And now I'm trying to take that same logic and that same mind state and apply it to other people, other people's things. And it's, it's going really well.
0: You talk about that course, correct. In that versatility in your, uh, you know, what makes a man I watched that. That was, that was really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, the thing, yeah, that was cool.
0: You know what has this whole experience been like? You know, traveling all around the world, going to A-list parties, and doing what you like. Talk about that.
1: Um, well, for starters, having not been on a plane in a year, it's going to feel it's everything I ever took for granted on it. It's going to completely feel more amazing this fall, right? Because I just you know i used to know every airport bathroom in the country i had like a favorite urinal in salt lake city and you know i mean that was like it was crazy to me and i I haven't been set foot in an airport in in a year and it's just like so i can't wait to get back to it but um you know besides that um it's fun man it just makes me realize that it's a it's a blessing i am very lucky i was very lucky that this is how my life turned out and that i get to do this you know it's um I'm much more excited now to enjoy the journey of it than, than enjoy the, the spoils of it because, you know, having sat out the game for a year now with, with, with COVID, like I realized the spoils of it don't really mean anything. The journey is much more fun and uh, it's going to be really, I mean, I just, I'm going to have a completely different approach to it when I get back to it because like, I've basically been like a full-time dad, like, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I've always, of that but it's just like i just my perception of time and my perception of like what how i want my time to go i've never i just now i'm allowing allow myself to like do all the things i never was able to do and i don't want i don't want to give that shit up man like 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 i like it i like i really like the human being side of me that i've learned the last year and and you know i'm going to bring the other stuff back in but i'm not going to lose that the, the the human that was rebuilt over this last year and so it'd be interesting to see like how I combine all those and not screw it up
0: Mm. you talk a little bit about that blessing you know how how much of a blessing has it been to you know watch your son grow up these past what is it five six years
1: oh yeah it's amazing like he um I'll show you like I'm surprised he doesn't come down like but I just did another interview right before this and he comes in sits on my lap like while I'm doing an interview and like he's like like literally like puts on my glasses, puts on my hat, puts on some headphones, starts scratching on my head, tells the guy he's DJing. And I'm just like, you know, Hey, you just like fucked up this interview. But secondly, that's really cute. Like, that's awesome. You know, right. uh, it, it was, it's, it's great. He's like my best friend. Like, you know, I, I just, there's there's no better words. It's every, it's the relationship I always wanted with my dad that I didn't have. And uh, like he was there, which is, I don't know, knocking him. But it was just, we didn't have that sort of relationship. And, like I'm never not gonna have that relationship with my son, like ever. Like you know, it's just the best. I've always done everything for him, anyways. But like now, to do it with him is even better.
0: Right, I see that connection. You know, through Instagram, and I think that's something really special you have yeah. going there.
1: It's like yeah, people think it's like fake for the gram. That's just not fake. No, it's like it, no, it, I it, see. It. He's uh, he's my uh, it's great, man. I'm just like, he's, he's the greatest thing that ever happened.
0: Forever. Talk about your podcast a little bit. You know, what made you start that?
1: I had the time. I never had the time before. Had the time. Um, so finally did it. You know, I wanted to do some things this year that I didn't really have time to do. And um, it was fun with, you know, we're two seasons in and uh, figuring out the third season right now. And it was, it's just it's cool. It's, it's nice to show people the personality side of what I do.
0: Last question I have is talk about your style, about, you know, what types of influences you have, you know, talk about that. Do like, I like the type of style you have, you know, like, is there someone you like look up to for style or that you get advice, like that you, you know, get your ideas from or?
1: Oh, wow. That's well, thank you. Um, I feel like I've worn the same. I've worn this shirt three days in a half this week, actually. So that's so, it's. it's but in normal times. So I had my first um, in real life gig last Saturday since COVID started. Uh, and uh, I mean, I had a couple of like outdoor things, but they were like in the summer and it was like hot. But it was like my first like inside gig that was like going for like 13 people, actually. But it was there like this really awesome family that rented out this top of a hotel. It was, it was a really beautiful event, but I had to get like normal clothes on and I haven't really went anywhere outside mm-hmm. besides like dinner with my girlfriend where I had to put on like like real like you know I, I had to look at photo already, and it was just so weird to me because I was just like holy I like opened up my closet I'm like where what am I supposed to be doing? where I was like so out of practice of like things but you know my my vision my style is, is like I, I mean I'll tell you this all the sneakers I bought in I don't have the original ones but like all the ones I any sneaker I would have ever bought at Southern Park Mall. Uh, I don't know if that's still there. I hope so. It is. Uh, it was there. I, mean, I, I haven't been home. I haven't been in Youngstown in like two years, but I mean, it was. I'm sure a lot of those things are still there. But, um, you know, any, any sneaker I ever bought in middle school or high school, I could still wear to this day because that era of sneakers was like a timeless era. That, like, 1990 to like 95 era for sneakers. Like, you know, we're talking Jordan, you know, really any Jordan up to Jordan 10, you could still wear it to this day. Um, you know, i always laugh when i see like like you know kids thinking they're like you know 12 year olds thinking they're super cool because they got on some jordan sevens and i'm just like you know well we had that like when it was a jordan seven like it was like a real thing it was like you know because we're old but i love the fact that those have stood the test of time and so for me that's always been my mindset with with, for you know so i don't wear a lot of logos and brains i wear a lot of like dark colors i wear a lot of like muted tones like Stuff that like, and then if I, you know, then I'd rather have like the shoes stand out or like a watch stand out or like I'm bald over a lot of like hats. But you know, my, my thing is like, if I'm going to, and I wasn't always like this, like when I was in my twenties, I wanted like big logos and all this, all this crazy stuff. And now I'm just like, I want to, if I want to get to, you know, I want to like, if I wore the same thing every day for a whole week, I don't even want you to like notice this, the same thing every day. You know what I mean? Like I want Or if I had like, i would love i would love my closet to honestly be like honestly like seven shirts and i could just wear them like a uniform like you know and and it would all just everything would just work like this would work with this this would work with this and just like paired it completely down to like everything's classic everything's timeless everything works it could work if i go to the grocery store it could work if i go to a gala right like i want it to be like that sort of thing i could wear it to a gig i could wear it on a date like i could wear it however i want to do it and um really just eliminate the decision-making on it and eliminate the, the, you know, you know, if you have a shirt that you wear it like once and you can't wear it again for like a long time, I got to go like to the back of your closet. Like, especially if you're like in high school, right? You just It's a note, you definitely can't do People like talk so much shit. You can't do that. As an adult, A, you don't care about that anymore. It doesn't really matter. B, like you just kind of like, eh, like I'd rather if I'm going to go buy this hundred dollar shirt, or, or, you know, and you can buy a shirt, you can buy a $4,000 shirt, or you can go to target and buy like a $20 hoodie. It doesn't really matter. Like you're going to buy it, but it's, you, you want it to last. Right. So I would rather be like the guy to buy like seven really nice shirts that I could wear for the next 10 years. That are not going to a like at all crappy quality a, but also can you wear it like in five, 10 years? Like, well, what is it a timeless piece? And that's what the same thing with like, like now for sneakers, I just pretty much wear like New Balance every day. Like I wear like New Balance, 990s, 991s, 92s, 990s. Like they've been dope since the 70s, you know, or the early 80s. Like they're not going to not be great. They've been cool since forever. They were cool when the dad shoe trend came back in two years ago. They're going to be cool when the dad shoe trend leaves, which is kind of already left. Like it's, they're just, I just try to find things that, um you know, say that's, and now as an adult, that's my take with, on furniture. That's my take on like everything. Like if I'm going to buy something that's not the cheapest thing in the world, just to make it, if I buy something for, I'm either buying something that's going to last the rest of my life that so I can get to my kid or I'm buying something, knowing it's going to be disposable and I'm not going to use it by next month. Like anything else in the middle to me is a waste of money.
0: Right. I think I can kind of relate this to music. Like a lot of songs that came out, maybe in the eighties, seventies, still they come back around. Yeah, so it's so that's kind of how I relate that there too.
1: No, it's true. If like it, yeah, so that's exactly what it is. Like if something if something can last two or three decades, man, like that's timeless, you know. Like that's like that, I'd much rather I think that's that's a great analogy. That's a great out of that.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. You know, I hope you know, as things open up, you know, you go more places and you get back to, you know, your your old DJ ways yeah. and
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. Have
0: a lot of fun and Hope you uh, continue to mean that good dad you are.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's my, it's my Youngstown roots that enable me to do all of this. And, I, you know, shout out to Warren. And uh, I, I shout out to Handel's Ice Cream. I miss that. <laughs> ice cream ever still. Uh, I used to, that was my that was my favorite shape growing up out there. Like I get the vanilla, my sister would get they had grape, which I always thought was weird. They have grape ice cream side was pretty gnarly but like yeah man, it's just like you know what else does Youngstown have it was like something in Warren what, else, what else, I'm trying to think what else did I grew up eating
0: Sunrise I maybe know. I don't know what is it Sunrise you ever heard of Sunrise oh what is that it's like pizza
1: it's a pizza okay mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know whatever either way like yeah. en- enjoy it man enjoy all those those things that are unique to uh, to our area it's good stuff
0: well thank you best well, of luck
1: yeah. Thanks, man. Great, to, great to finally meet you. Glad we got to do this.
0: You too. Take care.